Welcome to the People of Packaging podcast, brought to you by Specrite. Specrite wants you to envision a world without waste. Join the movement at specrite.com backslash PKG. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the People of Packaging podcast. I am your host with the Holy Ghost, the Packaging Pastor, Adam Peak. You can find me on TikTok at Packaging Pastor. You can find me on LinkedIn, Adam Peak, P-E-E-K. And today I am joined by Deborah Korn. She is the intergalactic ambassador to the Printerverse. Deborah has been a huge inspiration to not only myself, but so many other people who want to create and, and share about this great printing and packaging industry that we find ourselves in. And Deborah and I went live yesterday. I wanted to get the podcast out today because we talk about a lot of awesome things, a lot of great initiatives that she's working on from Print Media Center to Project Peacock to Girls Who Print to uh, her, her projects for 2023. But we also talk about the importance of voting and why your vote matters. And so I wanted to make sure that this was timely and could get out in time to, to just serve as a reminder, hey, we're not sitting here telling you how you should vote. If you're in the U.S., I know it's a global podcast, but here in the U.S., it's our midterm elections. Lots of people don't show up for the midterms. Please make your voice heard. Get out and vote. There's my PSA for you. Now let's jump in. If you missed the interview live, this is your chance to catch the recording here on the podcast with Deborah Korn. Deborah Korn, we are live on the internet. The intergalactic internet is, is ablaze <laughs> through the convergence of our two worlds. I am, I, I'm, you are the, the OG of, we, we all look up to Deborah Korn as the one oh, who stop. blazed the trail before us. And yes, it's true though, Deborah, you did you were the first person that I ever saw that I was like, she's in, in and around printing and in packaging, you know, and I'm like, and she's doing it and she's built a community and you continue to cultivate the community. Uh, and I think it is, it's wonderful. So I am delighted to be here. We're live on LinkedIn. We're live on YouTube. And, um, if you're able to watch this, I know it's whatever time it is, 11 o'clock, uh central time so you know if you can't jump on live that's great if you're watching this on replay that's awesome too we'll keep monitoring the comments and jump in so uh as we're going through the interview this will air on the podcast at some point in time but uh if you're going through the interview and you hear a question then jump in and you can participate in the interview as well please we welcome it uh so i'm joined here by deborah corn and deborah i would love for you to do your 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 best introduction the best introduction you've ever done for a podcast let's just knock okay. it out right now well first of all thank you so much for your kind words my cheeks hurt from smiling uh, that <laughs> authentic smile that you brought to my face um as you mentioned i am deborah corn i'm the self-proclaimed intergalactic ambassador to the printiverse i run a website called print media center where i provide print inspiration inspiration and resources to print and marketing professionals. And I do that through an array of community lifting initiatives, uh, events, um, event coverage, social media things, videos, podcasts. I have a new uh, TV channel for print called 
um, Project Peacock TV. And next year, my major, major, major focus is going to be an initiative I'm calling Print Life, which is all about workforce development and showing people all the amazing career opportunities there are in print and how print, how cool print really is. It needs a little bit of a rebranding. And, you know, I've waited long enough and that now I'm like, fine, I'm going to do it myself. So uh, I'm, ver I'm very much looking forward to that. I love it. I love how it's, it's great when you meet a kindred spirit who just says, you know what, agendas aside, outcomes aside, let's serve, let's, let's be a benefit. And then we'll trust that the outcomes are whatever it is that they need to be. But we're gonna, we're gonna do this. And, and we're gonna be valuable to the community, valuable to the industry. And what I have found is that that does become valuable to me in some ways, but it only, it only becomes that flywheel if I continue to give um, and continue to serve. And I have, I've loved watching you and, and, and being able to call you a friend. And by the way, I'm here in the Myers printing facility in lovely uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I was telling people, Hey, I'm going to have the intergalactic ambassador of the printerverse and then freaking Yoda overheard. And Yoda was like, you know, in there I must be. And I'm like, Whoa, Yoda just came to life appeared here right behind me wearing a Myers branded visor and it was weird but it happened and so if yoda starts to move around you know whatever happens like cool. it's um, it's it's actually very poignant too because my like mantra has always been uh do or do not there is no try like that was my motto in the in the um advertising agency and 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 i bring it on now and just to comment on something you said before which i think is really important because it's not like I'm doing anything that other people are aren't doing. Everyone's trying to attract people to print. Everyone's trying to do something for women in print. The difference is that those other entities have a vested interest in it that is more, more self-serving in a way. Sometimes it's just look, we ticked a box. We've done we've done these missions. Um, what were the results? we we did these missions that you know that was the result um and it's very but to your very excellent point when it's the right mission and the right things are happening support comes but mm -hmm. i do spend a lot of time supporting these things you know myself in until i get some traction on it um and print life will most likely be that way too, but I've made a lot of um, uh, lead. I've done a lot of lead work uh, by presenting to the schools, and now I'm st I'm going to do that next year too. So hopefully it will it will get more traction. But I appreciate that you recognize um, the effort, and thank you so much. Yeah, for sure. I, it's and to your to your point, it is so critical because everybody assumes. This is what drives me crazy. Everyone assumes that like I have some kind of like agenda. And I understand where that distrust comes from, right? Because we're so used to like, okay, well, what what's the reason behind this? And it's it's very rare, I think, to to meet and interact with people who say, I trust 
that whatever is going to happen, if I am well-intentioned, is going to happen and that the right people are going to come along. Now, I'm not saying you just sit back and passively, you know, you're going to, you're trying to proactively find partners like, but at the end of the day, if, if my goal is to serve and be of use and uplift and, and, you know, generate kindness and empathy and love in the world and direct that towards this industry that we're, that we love so much and to illuminate that and to, you know, I call, I'd say on my LinkedIn, like evangelize it, which means to be like yeah, a bringer of good news. Of course, it's yeah. like, if I'm going to do that, then the right types of people are going to come along on that journey and on that ride with me. But that's not my, my goal is not to, you know, get really super wealthy or to, you know, to, to, to be a billionaire, whatever it is. Like my goal is legitimately like, I, I just, I do just want to serve. I just want to be useful. And I have found that from you to also be super refreshing. And, and to your point there, there are a lot of people who are doing it, but the it's, it's a means to an end. The end is some, is something else other than just the good that comes from it. <clears throat> um, and that, that is now fleshed out because of our access to uh, information that gets fleshed out very quickly. Yeah. And, and I think, which is why people like yourself have really risen to the top. Uh, Rebecca, by the way, uh, Rebecca, I think it's Ivan's. I'm sorry if I said your name um, incorrectly. Ivan's or Ivan's uh, says, OMG, I love Deborah and girls who print. Oh, yay. I believe that is the, that's the heart hand. Yes, symbol. it is. is that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so thanks for chiming in, Rebecca. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I've, and I'm excited to hear about, about print life and, and see about that going into next year. So I'm curious if we look back though, it's November, right? We're going to look back on 2022 and it's, it's not over, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What, what has your life been like this year? I see you on planes more. I see you, uh, you know, out and about more. It looks like we nailed Ivan's. Uh, we were correct the first time. So yeah. thanks for letting us know. Uh, I see you out and about more. So what's 2022 been like in the printerverse as the intergalactic ambassador? 2022 has really been about getting back in the game and that game has changed. And, um, you know, uh, there is a lot of pulling people along with that concept, uh, which has been, very tiresome this year you know mm. uh, there are so many entities out there and what i mean by entities i i work with um you know i kind of think of my model a little bit as a robin hood model like i'll work with the corporations and the bigger companies to help them on their missions and then from that um i can do community-based initiatives um but so many of these marketing plans and and engagements that they want to have with the audience are just let's take 2019 and move it into 2022 and go everybody and it's like hold on a second you don't even know where half your audience is anymore or if any of them have these problems anymore or uh it, you know where where they are on their journey of uh you know we coming back to life after two years of, um, you know, some duress and of course supply chain issues and all that. So this year has really been about 
not thinking I'm a crazy person in a lot of the times. Like, nope, I'm just not, I'm just gonna not do it because it's not going to, I'd love to work with companies, but there's some things I just can't, won't participate in anymore because I, they're gonna judge me on the results instead of looking at the fact that they haven't modified their outward outbound communications in a way that isn't just in some giant corporate messaging cycle. And it hasn't just like stopped and said, hold on, let's regroup and really try to understand our audience again. So mm. it's been a, it's been a trying year um, in that. However, I will say this, a lot of those people have reset at this point now after a year of things not going so great in, in certain areas. And I really do believe that next year will be much better for everybody, more targeted uh, communications and things of that nature. I saw an interesting note to that end, which was that people are starting to say, instead of I work at such and such company, it's I'm working with such and such person. And this idea for corporations to recognize like there has been a shift in outbound communication, what worked in 2019 and in 2018 is it's not like because we are emerging from the pandemic that all of a sudden you just revert back to that, like everything changed. Uh, when it comes to that, I mean, not everything, I don't want to be an alarmist, but I'm saying a, a lot shifted during that time. Well, marketing certainly marketing shifted. Did. Yeah, I mean, for advertising, sure. Advertising, communication certainly shifted, which is why it's so important to us to discuss these things. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, I saw it. So I'll give an example. When when I was at, at Pack Expo and when I was at uh, Label Expo, I, myself and, uh, and Corey Connors, we were at, when we were at Pack Expo, we were just going around making, you know, short little TikTok videos and these companies who had spent tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars to go exhibit, which, which I'm, I'm not saying is, is wrong, right? Like there is a lot of value in these trade shows, mm -hmm. but you know, Corey, especially would go make a video, go make a TikTok of this, of this, you know, there was one where there was like a plastic slide going through a corrugated box to help with work in progress. And that thing is like, you know, 400,000 views. And it's like the, the people there did, had not quite thought through it, the impact that they can have with, they've got all this cool equipment there. It's like, just, you got a cell phone, Yeah. you know, like this isn't, this isn't difficult. It's just that the, the corporate communication in our industry specifically has not caught up to that. And, and I don't know, I, I'm not sure. And we'll talk about the future, but it's like, when is, when is that going to happen? I, I still haven't seen a whole lot of like, Hey, we're going to invest. This is a corporation other than like, we're going to invest in people like Deborah, people like Corey and, and, and they already have the platform. So let's just go partner with them, which right. is a great strategy, but exactly. And that used to be the strategy. Um, and, um, you know, when the pandemic first hit, um, uh, 
you know, at least, you know, the companies I work with, they're like, oh, okay, we'll just do everything online. And I was like, okay, well, I hope that works out for you considering you haven't spoken to anybody ever online. And now you think you're just gonna go out there and start speaking and, and everyone's just gonna be like, oh, they're talking, let's run over there when they don't even know you, you exist. Um, and to your point, corporations like that, they don't, they don't deal in the now, they deal in the plan of what that now is. Like at four o'clock on this day, we send out this tweet and it's literally like that. So what I used to do a lot of times with at events when I work with companies is I was there at the moment person. Mm. This is who's in the booth. This is what's going on. This is the session taking place. This is who I just spoke to. This is, you know, what, so it, it, it is, it is difficult for them to operate in that way because of all the layers of, of bureaucracy and stuff. But yes, um, my favorite thing at any of those packaging shows or label shows is to watch the automation. And I have made a million 30 second videos of, and I call it my moment of Zen, whatever it is. At one time there was tea going into a tea bag and, uh, you know, just, just a little, um, at, at, um, Interpac in Germany, they had a whole hole full of chocolate making. And I was just like, maybe here's a moment of Zen. This guy's making chocolate and putting it into a package. And, those videos go, uh, you know, print industry viral right, in right. two minutes because people are just like, I haven't seen that. I can relate to that. It's it's a so yes, I agree with you a hundred percent. Little bursts of engagement is where it's at, and then get people in your ecosystem and then communicate with them in a longer tail way. But it has to be about what they care about, not what you care about to tell them, or you're going to lose them. Amen. Amen. I love that. Uh, my, my father, I've said this before on a couple different podcasts, but when I first got into sales, he said, uh, never fall in love with your company's products or solutions, fall in love with your customers and prospects problems. Like it, nobody cares about very few people care about, is this digital? Is this offset? Is this, there are people who do, but for the most part, it's like, I need this printed thing to show up on this day and function this way. Can you like, most people just want us to be, I call it like boring printers, right? Like that's, that's really what they want. And it's the it's same true. thing with, it's the same thing with marketing, right? It's like meet people where they're at, meet customers where they're at, serve their needs. So as, as you are looking into your intergalactic crystal ball for 2023, obviously we've talked about print life and that is serving to your point. It is serving the industry and what they need labor and, and attracting young people to the industry is something that is common across every segment. And the answer isn't, we'll just go pay them more because that's, that's not one, it, it's not sustainable with inflation um, because then you just end up passing price increases. And then the same people that you're paying more end up having to pay more for their own goods. And it becomes this, this cycle of the cycle of economic yeah. sadness. So recruiting them to like, I'll give you an example. I went to Paul Hudson, um, to Hudson printing Salt in Salt Lake. Lake. Yeah. And uh, when Lando was there and they were selling their press and I was like, if I were young, I'd be like, this is freaking awesome. Like, like I get, I have it in my print, my presentation. I show, I'm like, 
How is this an antiquated technology? It's a spaceship. They call the where the operator stands a cockpit. It's a giant iPad. And, yeah. and they, they think it's the coolest thing ever. It's amazing. And but, so Yeah. You know just it, I just want to say to your point, it's it goes back further than that. It's not about even like can we uh or do we have a an entry level salary that's comparable to somebody who might work in the, the electronic slash digital medium? We do not. But the problem is that they walk past the print shop and they're like, oh, those poor people working in there, like they they can't ever see themselves as being part of it. And it's because of the way that most people think of about print and especially the younger people. How I describe it is that they've all seen the movie where there's an old guy in overalls covered in ink going, stop the presses, <laughs> right? You, you can picture seeing a movie. So that, and it's a giant newspaper press and it's like there's smoke all over the place. And they're just like, no to, to all of that. You know, if they even look up from their phone to see what's going on. So it's about making everybody who walks past the print shop say, I wish I could work in there. And we have that stuff and yeah. we have those, that, those people, but we, Back to the vested interest part about it. If everybody's sh talking about it and showing it compartmentalized, no one ever gets the big picture of everything that everybody does. And that's what print life is about. I don't care what segment of the industry you're in. If it's cool, we're going to talk about it, you know? Mm. So it that's kind of where the lines have to disappear. And we all really need to come together on this. I love it. Uh, and make sure, I, and if you're not connected to um, Spark Packaging, they're a, a new sponsor of, of my podcast. Okay. Uh, they're doing some really awesome stuff around uh, just that exact topic of attracting young people. It's, it's labor. Um, they got some, they got some really cool stuff. Cool. So, um, you know, kind of talking about the future and, and speaking of like reaching young people, uh, you and I have had a lot of incredible offline conversations. And even when I was on your podcast, we got to talk about the importance of not of creating an environment inside of your facility that is accepting of people that is attractive to people. Um, it's a big initiative here at Myers. We have a whole DEIB diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging that's happening here. Oh, belonging. Yeah. And, and, you know, the idea is like, we want to create a place where everybody feels welcome and everyone can bring their whole self to work. And, um, you and I have had a lot of conversations about this. And as we sit here recording this live on November 3rd, I thought what a great time to bring some people into that kind of inner curtain of what we talk about often, which is, you know, the, the impact that we can have as individuals and as an industry on something that's so important like elections. So we have election day in, in, you know, what is it? Five days, November yeah. 8th. Um, and so I wanted to give you a little bit of an option opportunity to, to bring your whole self to this, to this interview. You know, I'm sure you get asked a lot about, about print. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, because, because it's important for us to, to share about the things that we care about. Um, and, you know, 
certainly I have a lot of very strong beliefs about participation in democracy and 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 how it impacts not just me as a person, but it impacts my wife, it impacts my sons, it impacts my daughters, um, it impacts our industry. There are EPR laws that are going into effect. What does that mean? What does it mean from you know bans on single-use plastics? Like there's a lot of very practical reasons to vote in as a member of the printing and packaging industry, but also just as an American, right? Um, and so I wanted to give you an opportunity to to share maybe some of your, um, how did I say, just the importance of people to encourage them to go out and vote. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's, well, a loaded, it's a loaded question that we're asking here at the end. it should not be. It should yeah. not be a loaded question. This should not be something that I'm nervous to talk about, um, but, and it, nervous is not the right word, but being forthright about it can be very polarizing as well. And I don't see myself as a polarizing figure in the printing industry. However, that does not mean that I don't uh, voice my opinion in, in different ways. So I appreciate the question and I'm going to answer it for, with, uh, with, with, from a big and bold place, which was the uh, theme of my last girls who print. Uh, oh, I love it. Um, By the way, Rebecca, that... Rebecca said that she is college friends with Emily Simon. Oh yeah. She was, she won the rising star award at girls who print this year. Oh, awesome. So why people should vote women's rights, civil, civil rights, keeping democracy, returning to a common baseline truth based in reality, climate change, social security, mass shootings and assault weapons in the hands of teenagers. I could literally go on and on, but ultimately we need to return to decency, common decency, not left decency, not right decency, but decency we can all agree about. And we don't have to agree on topics, but we have to agree that violence is not the way to resolve it, that burning and banning books is not the way to resolve it. Rewriting our history is not the way to resolve it. On a personal note, I'm Jewish and I can tell you that anti-Semitism isn't new, but it's certainly on the rise and that should be concerning to everybody. That's where it starts. It doesn't stop there. Read your history. Um, Jews are a very easy target. There's only 14 million of us left on this planet. We're very easy to, to, to target. And overall, I just feel these last six, eight years, we have been going backwards and we need to get back to moving forward, having progression, welcoming everybody into the American experiment and making the world better than we left it. So ultimately, elections have consequences. That's yep. why everybody should vote. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and I, I could not have said it better because you bring such passion to everything that you do. Um, and, and obviously, you, you, you listed off a ton of hyper important things that there are books and podcasts and articles that are all written about all those things. And we're not going to get into each specific, <laughs> each right, specific totally. topic, but they're all critically important. Um, you know, it's, it's important for us to participate in democracy. And so I want to encourage anyone who's listening to this live, if you're watching this on LinkedIn, if you're watching this on YouTube, um, to please make your voice heard and, and go out and vote 
on on the eighth. Uh, Deborah, I want my last question is this. Uh, I've got it strolling here on the bottom that people can go to projectpeacock.tv. They can connect up with you. What are some other ways for if someone is not connected to you, how can they how can they connect up? How can they talk with you and and participate in all the great stuff that you have going on? Well, my main site is printmediacenter.com. Um, and uh, from there, you can find podcasts from the Printiverse, Project Peacock TV, Girls Who Print, um, a woman and minority-owned vendor list under Elevate Print, which, by the way, occupies the number one search result in Google at this point, which makes me so happy. It's actually how we uh, came together to begin with. As I mentioned, uh, Print Life is coming up. Uh, when you're on the site, you know, register for the uh, sign up for the news monthly newsletter um, on LinkedIn. Uh, I run the print production professionals group. There's a, over 120,000 members. It's the number one printing group on LinkedIn. Uh, also run the woman, uh, the, sorry, the woman only girls who print group, which has 9,300 global members and uh, Girls Who Print also has a free mentorship program that we offer run by Kelly Malazzi. I just posted the replays from our event, as I mentioned. That's at girlswhoprint.net. But if you go to printmediacenter.com or just connect with me on LinkedIn, um, you can navigate to everything I do. I love it. I love talking with someone who's like, I thought I did a lot. <laughs> and, and then I, am I get a multitasking. I do have a problem, multitasking problem. I really know I love it. I mean, you you nailed it when you said at the very beginning we were talking about Yoda. Uh, you know, do or do not, and and you just strike me as a, a person who's just like, well, let's just go do it, and then if it fails, it fails. Then we're gonna go do something else, right? Um, and I I love that about you. I love all of your initiatives. I'm a I'm a giant um, fan and participant in what you got going on. So, Deborah, thank you so much, everybody. Um, I think even on, I, I just grabbed the projectpeacock.tv and put it down there because I saw there was a link to um, yeah, no, it's, Print Media it's, Center on there. So yeah, you it's can, perfect. You, you can, uh, there's there's various ways to, if you can't find Deborah on the internet, then a that's, a you, that's a you problem. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how else to sell you. <laughs> no, it's, it's funny because I occupy a lot of pages on Google before you get to Deborah Korn's psychic nurse, who I've got to meet at some point. She's, <laughs> she shows up next after me. We'll have we'll have her on an episode. It'll be I'll wait. Get, she she knows we're talking about her. So I'll get so. we'll get Deborah Corn psychic nurse and Adam Peak Scottish rugby player, <laughs> and <laughs> the four of us will have a conversation. That would be fantastic. It, it would be like Jet Li and the One, and then the yes, world will yes, the yes, world yes. will explode. I've seen that movie. Uh, as of I, Deborah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Everyone, go check out. Uh, print media center or project peacock or just connect up with deborah and she'll steer you in the right direction thanks so much deborah i appreciate it print long and prosper everybody hey congrats you made it to the end of the podcast if you're looking for more great podcast material in the packaging industry please check out sustainable packaging with Corey connors and the newly redesigned package unboxed with Avelio Matos. Go find them wherever you listened to this podcast. Thanks, everybody.